Hi all, I welcome you to the Building Culture podcast where I invite incredibly smart people who build things whether they be engineers, entrepreneurs, programmers, hobbyists or researchers it does not matter as long as you're someone who's passionate about building things I'll find you and podcast you. Hi all, I want to take a brief moment to thank you all personally for supporting this podcast on YouTube and on all major podcast platforms including Google Podcasts and Spotify. The podcast mainly features interesting people in robotics, artificial intelligence and entrepreneurship. If you believe that the information that I'm providing might be of benefit to you or to someone you know, it would be really great if you could hit the subscribe button. and press the notification icon so that you can get notified on time whenever the next part is out it would literally take you a second or two to subscribe to the podcast but it would really mean a lot to me because i can grow the podcast to a level that where i can reach more people invite ever more interesting guests and have a more meaningful impact so let's begin now uh and uh, uh, can you talk in general about uh, uh what needs do you identify in in logistics in terms of uh, the technology that we are we you are currently using for example uh computer vision for unstructured environment handling uh, what uh, what kind of needs are arising and do you expect to see uh, more in the future in in, in the logistics domain Okay. Let's let's focus a bit then on uh, first on on item picking, uh, which uh, which is e-commerce. Uh, within that, there is generic e-commerce, and um, and the ideal situation to automate it's when you have a, an ASRS, an automated storage and retrieval system, meaning the the warehouse is already automated. So only the the totes where with the products that need to be picked, single SKU totes. Um, they are being brought to the robot so there's a goods to person system and in this case goods to robot system mm-hmm. so the, this asrs the automated warehouse they can only bring the goods to the robot that the robot can pick because picking a teddy bear stuff <laughs> or <laughs> or um, uh, yeah there are always things you cannot pick um so because it's too big or too fluff or whatever there can be a lot of reasons or you don't want it's too sensitive like uh, picking a banana or whatever you don't want it to be picked by a robot so having an automated warehouse with an ASRS enables you to 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 efficiently uh, uh, apply picking cells knowing the, the the robot can deal with those products so then it in if you have a big uh, volume big enough volume and you also can work for more shifts then becomes a really an interesting business case so the 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 challenge in that was dealing with the products for picking but also with stowing them placing them mm. so um because we uh, like i said we we also do groceries so micro fulfillment groceries and then we pick um groceries and then we place them in an for instance a box carton box or even a plastic bag and we do need to do placement as well so like playing 3D tetris and so that's also in our product so it's not only picking which is mostly the hard part but also the placement smart placement and so um 
we're in those two domains and and so that's something that is really going fast now because we've got quite some clients in micro fulfillment they want to pick groceries and uh, we and, and place them as well in those uh, those environments um, then there is um, apparel in item picking which is also nice and was challenging because of the reflection uh, so there are a few things that are uh, three things are tough in uh, in robotic uh, computer vision one is that uh, if they are closely stacked so we have to see that there are two different products let me take uh, like a business card if you do like this and if you close if you close like this it looks like one card but yeah. there are actually two cards mm. and um, if the software doesn't see that there are two cards then the robot might pick it in the middle and then it says some so it has one zero one or two items so that's a failure certainly when you do parcel handling so closely stacked or uh, um, the same products uh, uh, over each other uh, white on white black on black that's stuff the second thing what's the stuff which it's uh, when it's reflective so when it's, it's shiny uh, with uh, uh, then you look into the camera I have to yeah. make it <laughs> shine at some point so so, so yeah. then it looks like uh, you you just look into the light and it's hard for the for the computer vision as well mm -hmm. and the third one is is transparent so when it's transparent uh, the uh, let's say clothing apparel that might be in a corner of the plastic bag but the plastic bag is really huge mm. but the, you can only see it in a smart part so we have to understand train the neural network to see the whole plastic bag <coughs> so yeah. those three things the same color on the same color closely stacked as one eye reflective and, uh, and transparent <coughs> and in um, in clothing um, most of them are uh, all three uh, apply because the clothing are single SQ that's let's say they're all black black or black mm -hmm. it is uh, reflective because it's polybag so it will reflect and it's also transparent so uh, so we worked hard on this and uh, we're very proud that we are we built a neural network together with good cameras to enable picking apparel uh, in poly bags from bulk and to sing simulate them also on uh, on a, on, a on an induct. So that's all on um, on apparels and uh, on item picking and on um, on the domain of uh, parcel handling. It is um, dealing with completely unknown products because on item picking you know what to expect so you, you can make sure that your gripper is available for picking those items but on uh, parcel handling you have everything between the smallest envelope of 10 by 10 centimeters very small from China uh, up till this uh, big box or, or plastic or, or, or bag uh, of, uh, of more than 30 kilos um, and there is no end effector of a robot that can deal with all of that so we as computer vision, yeah, yeah. So there, there is no, there, yeah. We humans have two hands, so we are very flexible. And uh, so we, as computer vision uh, module, the camera and our software can see probably what we need to see. So we're, we think we're very, very, very close to what what's needed. But at the end, the end effector, you cannot uh, uh, pick up uh, the, UB, the USB key. As small as that, as well as this big bag of beans of uh, of, uh, of of 30 kilo or a big box, yeah. So that's the challenge. So um, 
Um, so sometimes the, the, the solution is not in the picking cell, but the solution is within the, the client, let's say DHL, UPS, to separate those products a bit more. So we have only small products up to five kilo we can deal with. So we, we, because we can optimize the robot cell for dealing with bags and, and boxes for up to five kilo very fast. And there is another picking cell that deals with products up to 30 kilo. So that's, that's what we've done in the last few years. First of all, thanks a lot uh, for uh, giving a detailed explanation of uh, the technology. Basically, so I have a couple of questions regarding that as well. So one of the question is actually about, uh, so you, you talked about uh, the towel example and also about parcels and rigid body. So those are very different kinds of objects. So is, uh, is Pfizer targeting any and all kinds of objects as long as you're using computer vision technology for grasping? Or uh, are you still specifically targeting uh, one or two types of objects for example like the food items would be uh, let's say a softer material cloth would be a different kind of a deformable object and then there's rigid bodies so hmm. um so um we are like i said we are in logistics and so in logistics it's all kinds of objects so we cannot say we only do deformables or whatever so it's everything <laughs> So, um, so parcels can be everything and also an item picking can be everything. Um, the only thing we still do from uh, when we started the company, it's, it's picking and uh, finding the corners of towels coming out of a dryer from uh, like an industrial washing machine. This is uh, what I was talking about. Uh, we're really proud of this. We, we made this, you can see it in uh, mid 2017 so it's more than four years old and it's in production worldwide so the you have uh, professional uh, laundries in uh, hotels congresses and just as a laundry industry and they they um, wash the towels of uh, hotels etc um, and they need to be folded so there is a folding machine but it takes humans to pick the two corners of a towel and to feed them into the folding machine and this is not easy work and it's also very humid and warm in those and it takes two shifts per uh, per day and so we automated that and so the key thing is uh, computer vision finding the corners of a towel and you can see uh, for instance here there is yellow is every time the corner of a towel and there is then the, the red and the blue spot that uh, defines the corner and you can see um, that the system is very, very good at seeing the difference between a soft corner, where it is just uh, bended. It looks like a corner, but it's not a corner. And the real hard corner, like, like the, this one. And so you see a lot of those corners. So in this case, I think uh, about 12. So in a fraction of a second, our neural network uh, gives all of these corners and guides a robot to find the first corner. And uh, so this is a very nice example uh, of, of our software. And uh, so we are only using it, we're only be using it for uh, feeding a folding machine, but we can do it also in other applications in, uh, in, 
in apparel and maybe in knitting it can be used the same neural net so yeah i have a question regarding this so what exactly was the technology behind it so were you using supervised learning and labeling the corner points and then yeah. feeding it to a neural network uh, so it was a, a labeling effort right so to answer your question yes we use supervised learning so um, so we have a labeling environment where we labeled uh, with uh, students or uh, people of our team and uh, we and then we trained uh, the system okay that's perfect yeah that, that's a very complicated uh, problem right with uh, with towel uh, handling so uh, i also worked at uh, one of the companies which also does these uh, things so i understand how challenging it is because you you never know the seam and the corner identifying it for <laughs> from pixels is is is, is super challenging yeah, now we are extremely proud of this because it's uh, it's in production, and uh, we uh, so we see a lot of other companies looking at these kind of problems. Like in Germany, there's also a startup called Suet. Yeah, exactly. And they make a lot of noise, etc. Uh, but they they cannot they do, just try to pick a towel and not even a corner. So since 2017, our system has been in production worldwide. So even in Japan and and uh, picking the corners of the towel, um, but also detecting the logo. The logo should be on top. When you fold it, the logo should be nicely on top. And to find defects, because it's sometimes the towel at some point, you need to throw it away and take a new one. And so we also do that. So it's all built in this system. So that's, and, and it's from 2017. Okay. So, uh, so the, the main handling part you mean is, is uh, already taken care of. So it picks using the corners and then places it to, uh, let's say a folding machine, right? It's, uh, picks is, is, uh, you cannot, uh, apply. Yeah. So you have to yeah. script it, pin script the corner, uh, take the second corner and then feed it into the folding machine. That's how it works. And and uh, what? How much? Like roughly, I want to get an estimate of how much time does it take between, let's say, uh, picking one corner and then uh, another corner and then uh, placing it to the folding machine. Yeah, that's up to the integrator. So uh, we only do the computer vision part, which is like this, very fast. And uh, then uh, it's it's actually most the the camera takes the most time, providing the image. Yeah. And our system goes very fast. And uh, but feeding the rope, the, the the system, uh, that's up to the integrator. So uh, we do that for a Swiss company, and uh, so uh, they deal with it. They deal with the grasping part, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Yeah. We tell them where to grasp, and that's it. You you give them the grasping points based on the computer vision yeah. Yeah. algorithm. Maybe that's a good bridge to the. I've got prepared the next uh, slide to share. Let me share it with you, and to uh, explain a bit more. Okay, so like I told you, we are in the domain of parcel picking, let's say from a roll cage, uh, etc. We deal with uh, reflective and closely stacked items, you see there, as well as apparel in polybags. Um, so the key thing in, the, in this industry is to deal with, to do the segmentation. That's so you, you, on the left you see the original image, and you see three parcels, white on white. And so the system, the neural network, has to see that those are three different envelopes. If it fails there, it fails everywhere. On the right, you see the output of our system, and you see bounding boxes, and also a confidence score of 1.00, meaning rounded, 
it is 100% sure, let's say 99.999 or whatever, sure that these are three different envelopes. This is the basics of our system. So doing very good uh, object detection and knowing what, which are different objects. Uh, let me go to the next example. Here you see two um, uh, flyers or envelopes um, closely stacked and um, they look like one, but they're actually two. Also here, so we, we've seen a lot of colleagues in the market uh, failing in this. They, uh, because we, we, we see those challenges over and over. They have a lot of double picks because then the world picks it in the middle. And you see the output of our neural network again, 1.00 confidence score. Those are, even these are two different envelopes. It's very sure of that. So, uh, so but, uh, it, uh, but this is also from a labeling effort or how, 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 is, how did you manage to reach this accuracy? Um, yeah, it's, 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 um, there are many dimensions to it, um, uh, which is, of course, a good camera. Uh, that's one, it's important. Although we can do it with a handy, with a, just a, a cell phone, we can do the, exactly the same. Um, it is uh, having enough images to train on. So we did millions of images in the last uh, five years. So that's also, it's, uh, it's the, 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 the quantity as well as the, uh, if you just train simple items, then it will become yeah, not, not smart. Uh, so it, you, you get it robust by training very tough examples like, like these I show you. So we've been doing this for years and, we, and so we've optimized that. So we, we learned a lot in practice by going to a production cell and just having to pick thousands and thousands of items. And at some point you, you get out the, the last mistakes and to improve it. So lots of lots of training examples that you acquired over several years, right? So uh, do you also use uh, like uh, simulated and synthetic data set uh, for, for training or just the real world examples? Yeah, we are in the privilege that we have all our clients. They, they, uh, they provide us all with uh, the hard cases. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, we can very quickly go to the in depth and to make sure to make it really robust because it has to run in production. There is, there is not, it's nice to have an academic, uh, uh, picking cell, but it has to work in production. And where we see, uh, we are replacing software of several of our competitors. It's really funny. And then they always challenge us to do these things and say, okay, no problem. We will show it. Uh, but we, we hear systems that, uh, sometimes they're proud if they can pick 85% or maybe 90% or maybe even 95% of the parcels. But that means that one in 20 parcels still has to be picked by a human. It's like having a washing machine. You have to start every minute. It's not a washing machine. So you want the robot to go. It will never be uh, a thousand out of thousand or it should maybe one in thousand could go wrong or it can improve or it has to do a second attempt. But it should work in production. So you need very high, uh, uh, robust numbers. Ah, yeah, yeah. So, so over the years you trained on so much, uh, data that, uh, it can, it can, uh, it can, it has basically seen all the failure cases and you've taken care of that. It, there will always be new, something new, something can be broken and, uh, the suction cup can be broken. The vacuum can be gone. The, uh, the, the package can be, uh, opened or et cetera. Even two parcels can be stick together. So, so even if we, so they can be glued together. So even if you pick one, then the second will come over. So we can still do the test when we place something. Is it the only parcel we, we picked or is it some, 
did it got uh, was it connected to a second parcel so it's it of course it takes uh, an extra security but uh, we deal with a lot of the hard cases so we we learned over the years yeah. oh yeah that that's really impressive results yeah and this is another example uh we never knew that this was a problem but uh we found out uh on the left you see a, a, a pallet with boxes and some of the boxes have tapes on it tape on it and uh and we uh, we heard from uh, from one of our uh, now it's a client that uh, another colleague of us um, competitor thought that their system thought that these were six different boxes. Yeah, <laughs> but it's one box. So if you if you pick it from this corner, you have a problem with suction. And so you see on the right, you see the output of our neural network. Again, the confidence score are 0.99 or 100 uh, 1.00 seeing correctly the individual boxes so this is this is this is the basics of our software and maybe the last example is is this is truck unloading there is a lot of loose load in trucks um, and containers and um, so if you see on the right above uh, corner it's really hard to see all the boxes if i make it white but it's hard to see and uh, so what on the right you see the output of our neural network with seeing exactly all the boxes and and also with a high very high confidence uh, score and uh, so th this is the what i said the basis basis of our software and then the next step is applying a point cloud yeah so we 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 use the depth information and then based on that we uh, do the same thing, the segmentation and the classification. We can see if it's a box or a bag, a tube, a cylinder, a flask. And so we can see a lot of things that are relevant for grasping it. And based on the point cloud, uh, we can uh, uh, propose the best possible grasp pose in six degrees of freedom, represented in the blue, red and green angles and the rotation on each of those angles. So, so these like are also different different kinds of objects in just one image. Unknown. So there there are parcels, like you get with Deutsche Post, DHL, Federal Express, UPS. It's just unknown parcels uh, in the domain of let's say up to five kilos, so small parcels, and there uh, it's black on black, white on white, etc. And uh, we um, we do the segmentation, we do the classification, and we find the cross poses. So that's in essence what our software does, software package. You can connect it with different cameras. You get out the information from the camera and we will tell the robot uh, what we've seen, like in this case, all these parcels, uh, the classifications, as well as the best possible grass pose. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's really uh, I think impressive results, and the fact that it's being in, uh, implemented in the production already speaks for itself. Yeah. So maybe to 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 show it a little bit more, if if this is a box, uh, a, a bag like a flyer like this has two sides. So you either pick it one or the other side. But if it's a box like this, um, you can if you see it like this, you can pick it from this side. But you can also, this, if you look at it like this, you can pick it here or here. And you can also, in this case, there are three sides. So on a box, you, you can maximum see, see, see three sides that the robot can grasp it. So we will, we will provide the robot with all those three 
surfaces and then um, the robot can choose or, or we, we propose this is probably the best surface to pick it from. So there's probably a scoring of which of these three surfaces to choose from. Based, based on the gripper you have available. And we support smart grippers, uh, meaning uh, it could have multiple suction cup. And let's say you pick up something small like a pencil, you want to use a smaller suction cup and you want to pick up something heavier or bigger, you can use a few suction cups. So we we configure the the the, uh, the the limitations, constraints, and the possibilities of the gripper into our software. And based on what we know, what the gripper is like, we will tell where to where to move. So we can also avoid collisions and etc. So based on the knowledge we have on the gripper. And in addition, we also do a label detection. So we can see where the label is. So often the label should be placed upwards on because it goes through a scanning tunnel and uh, so um, because the scanning tunnel is often uh, five-sided so every side apart from the bottom so we should make sure it's not on the bottom so we, we detect the label and then we can rotate the parcel to place it on the induct on the infeed uh, to be put on the sorter so so a little bit pausing on this one this is pretty fascinating so uh, about the label detection part so for example the object could be in any position and orientation maybe the label is on the bottom side and it can't be seen so uh, so if the label is not identified then it is then the object is rotated till the label is obtained right or or how is it and uh, no, we don't uh, yeah we, we uh, classify uh, it's we uh, we don't call about uh, identify identify is, is knowing that it is this label so we don't read the label as such we just uh, classify it as a label and then you you will use uh, a, a, another program because that's already there to identify the label to read it so we, we so if we see the label already from our computer system we can just place it there because we do not need to do anything else because we already saw the label so we can just place it one on one and um, for some, um, if it's like a flat, we don't see the label. We just simply rotate because then it's on the other side. <laughs> yeah. And if, if it's a box, there are different techniques for it. Um, it uh, we The main thing is it should not be on the bottom. So we, we just look at the bottom and then say uh, if it's not there, not there, then we can place it because then it should be on one of the sides. If, we, if it's on the bottom, then we have to rotate it. That's it. Uh, so, but like uh, this rotating thing, you're talking about uh, the uh, data set generation process, for example, you're manually generating the data, or is it uh, the rotating part would then be, uh, let's say, uh, in the robotic pipeline, right, in the integrator phase, or how is it? Exactly, yeah. So we are the brain, let's say, we do the, the eye-hand coordination, we tell what we see, uh, which will... Uh, how to apply suction and, and if we if, if it needs to be rotated and then it's up to the integrator who builds the picking cell to handle the item or parcel uh, in the way we told them to do okay so you provide them uh, vision solutions and you only take the uh, images where the label is on top right uh, and and so uh, so you don't take the images where the label is not visible basically uh, or you oh, class yeah, sure. you classify them as non labels right yeah so yeah, yeah. so again every client is different so uh, for many it doesn't matter you just say place it there because we don't need to see if the label is there but uh, in, especially in partial handling, 
it's often the case that they want to make sure the label is not on the bottom. There are six-sided scanners, then it's not necessary, but even there they still prefer the label to be on top, and so uh, we can then rotate it. So we will tell, uh, we do the classification, uh, we do all the stuff, and then we will tell if we've seen the label, yes or no, and if it needs to be rotated. And then they, there are different techniques for rotating, and uh, that's up to the integrator to deal with. Okay, yeah, that's pretty interesting. So one question that I also have regarding this is, uh, so you, you, you've probably generated tons and tons of data for all of these different cases. So how did you manage to do that? Uh, I mean, do you have a systematized process or is it just that uh, over the years you have been doing it continuously and you, you collected all the failure cases and a lot of data? Um. Let me uh, explain first that uh, we only needed the data to train the neural network once. Now we don't need to train anymore. Okay, yeah, but... Uh... Unless there is something weird, and then we, we can add some uh, some images. But there is no need for training, for additional training. Okay, okay, okay. Uh... It's already trained, and we can just install it, start, and it should work, and we we might... There are always some edge cases or some weird or some could be something with the lightning or whatever. And at some point we can add some uh, some images, but it should work out of the box. It's already trained to deal with items, parcels, uh, apparel, uh, groceries, etc. Et yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, sure, you you don't need to train the data anymore. But when you did, did you collect, uh, uh, did you have a process for that or just over the years? Because you have been in this domain also for uh, quite some time now. Now, I remember at some point we uh, we went into um, apparel. That's already, I think, almost four years ago, three and a half years ago. And then we 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 went to um, uh, a sorting center, and we made a deal with the company, and which were doing all kinds of apparel for all kinds of companies. So not just for let's say H and M or whatever, but it re they were doing the business for everybody. So it's a huge variation, and it was perfect for us. So we we took a lot of images, so we were able to to take out the ones that were really uh, diverse and 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 tough for the neural network. So we trained on it. So we, so we, yeah, it was a one-time deal, uh, which we did, and uh, now we are still using uh, that data. <laughs> so the, the neural network is, so all the installations we do right now on apparel, we did almost four years ago at one, one sorting center, and uh, we brought them value, and uh, they brought us value. Oh, that, that's, that's really good. So you can continue using that, basically. Yeah. So uh, another another interesting fact about uh, Pfizer is that uh, you also won the Amazon picking challenge. Can you also talk about the Amazon picking challenge, the difficulty level of it, and uh, how you managed to perform really uh, at that level there? <laughs> to be honest, it was before my time, so you should ask my my colleagues. There are still four colleagues in the in of the original team are in uh, within the Pfizer. Um, the, um, it was picking from a shelf and also placing it into a shelf. And a shelf is made for humans. Yeah? A shelf is like, so you look into and then you go in to, to pick something. And um, so uh, there was, uh, so it was about the whole integration. So it was also robotics, it was the interfactor, 
which is dealing with a lot of variation. Um, and and the, the shelf environment is not really made for humans. Or for, sorry, it's made for humans, not for robots. Robots can much better pick, look down into a toad or on a pallet, and then they can move freely move in because they have the freedom to move and to to see it. Uh, so picking from a, a closet, a, a shelf, is really hard for a robot. For from a vision point point view, you cannot see what's behind, as well as from moving in and moving out with with stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of information that the robot needs to process for that uh, depth and also uh, the yeah the the shelf area and all, all these kinds of things. Correct. And but if the camera if uh, cannot see it, then even a human, let's say a human would be guiding the robot, cannot do it properly, let alone the neural network. So uh, a shelf is 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 not optimum for a robot. To that's why it was never automated in in reality. So robot, the Amazon is still bringing the shelves to the people, and the people take out the items. It's very hard to automate. Yeah, but the Amazon picking challenge is more of a research problem that they are targeting, right? Uh, the more really complex problems that probably will take several years before they are in production or industries. Sure, but um, the the key thing is 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 uh, coping with variation, and that's something we've solved over the last few years, and we were already good. Yeah, we 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 were already good at it in 2016. So now it's five years later, and uh, so uh, there's a lot of development, better cameras, uh, uh, better interfectors, and, um, and and of course our neural network. Hmm. Yeah, that that's pretty amazing. Hey guys, I really hope that you enjoyed this particular conversation and it helped you in some way, shape or form. If it did, make sure to hit the subscribe button and the notification icon or the bell icon so that you can get notified on time whenever the next part is out. Also, it would be really great if you could give me your feedback in the comments below. That would really help me improve. I'm uploading small clips of the long podcasts on a regular basis on platforms like LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. So make sure to follow me on these platforms if you're someone who cannot take out time for the long episodes. The podcasts are also available on all major podcast platforms including Spotify and Google Podcasts.